And so that was when that was when uh, the blood wouldn't stop flowing. And uh-huh. to this day, I can't eat cream cheese because of it. Well, that's a nice story. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of sports to talk about today. This is the question. Is the horse the athlete or is the jockey the athlete? The horse. People would kill for an eighth of his natural given talent. It's what it's basically you're, they are searching for any and all criminal activity. They're going through every single transaction mm-hmm. and every single time money came in and money went out. Okay, but can I start with what I want to talk about? Yes, of course. Go ahead. Okay. It's just us two, anyways. Um, First off, this is the Beards and Balls podcast. You can listen to us on any and all fine podcasting platforms. We're going to try and find a way to get someone to sponsor us one day soon. Um, Oh, the Beards coming back. It's little by little, but it's going to be gone again. You know know what? You know what? I like that look you got there. I know. It needs I, You know, you're not the first person who has said that. The in-between short look where you kind of let it grow a little bit. On you, on be, you, especially with the mustache, the mustache goes to you works. right there. The, yes. the, the, the dom, the dom is what it looks yes. like, you know, Gears of War. Yes, that's a good one. I will, I will take that. I will happily take that. Um, it'd be good. I need a ponytail thingy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very, dist- I'm very distracted today. No, very distracted. Fine, no. No, it's all the sports. It, 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 it's a very good look. I'm just saying. I agree. I agree. I'm going to keep it, it that way. Pirate. And that's what I'm gonna. Do. I'm gonna shiver me timber. I don't want to be a pirate. Oh, you're gonna be one. Now, what do you want to start talking about first? Because okay. there's a lot first, to talk about. You can follow. Me I have to say this. Oh yes. Okay. No, no. Go ahead. You didn't Let's do that. Plugs real quick. You can follow me at OG Cheeseman on Instagram. You can follow me at Born to Run underscore nineteen. Pretty much everywhere i think it, it for sure twitter and instagram all right now we got the semantics the out of the way reds are winning five to three with a dinger aren't Ooh. you guys like aren't you guys like two and twenty one and twenty something like that we are five and twenty three we are on the rebound <laughs> cool cool twenty three like, losses just watch we're gonna be like the fucking miracle mets um, you want you imagine that's the no way? what you guys need to do is you need to pull a major league okay because you literally have the owner who is threatening to leave the damn place you have it all buddy you have it all i've never seen that movie you never see major league well they have to you know win to Win or, or bad things happen to the franchise. I won't tell you any more about it. You go watch it. Throw the heater. the heater. That too. Now, um, okay, okay, I'll get into it. Let's First, move on to relevant sports. All right. I know you don't want to talk about it, but I do because it's not that I don't want to. I just didn't watch it. That's all. I, I so here's the thing. I, I missed was, it. I was out to dinner when it happened at a place with no TVs on, uh, with no TVs oh, actually. Oh, was, so um, it was a genuine restaurant and not a bar and grill. Exactly. Um, okay. But we, so we went, so my family and I, we went to celebrate Mother's Day and my mm-hmm. sister's early birthday. Her, her birthday is in okay. three days this Thursday. Um, and and um, so, but I just literally was watching the Reds game on my phone while we were waiting for our food and I accidentally hit the back button and I see breaking news 
Rich Strike, long shot, 80 to 1 odds, wins the Kentucky Derby. And here's why I wanted to talk about that. Not just because of the fact that he's killing this picture right now. It's amazing. Not just because he um, was 80 to 1, the second highest odds, I think that's the right way to say it, highest odds in Derby history to win it. The greatest odds, maybe? Yeah, like the biggest maybe. odds. Like the Yeah, yeah. The first one, I, I couldn't I couldn't find the stats, but basically, so basically, um always I could find is off of a two dollar ticket. Um the okay. the highest payout where on two dollar ticket ever for highest odds was in nineteen thirteen at with one hundred eighty three dollars. Okay, $168. Um, Jesus, eight to one odds. So if you bet 100, you walk away $8,000. If you decide to just take a shot, and whatever you put 10, you put 10, 800, it would have yeah. just been 800, and that would have been enough for me. I would have been happy, but um, I know I would have been happy with just oh, I should have. We should have bet. This we, is the long line of, uh, of things. Uh, one of these days, we just have to commit to betting on something that seems like even even if it's not a lot, just enough for if it's a long shot that we missed out with the goddamn Bengals. All right, yeah. we might have to look at the NBA Finals or the N- or, or the NBA at some point as as a, as a last ditch hope. Or you can put five dollars on the Reds to finish above five hundred this year. Oh God, that's got to be a huge payout. I I it's funny. I didn't say World Series because. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, come on. Come on. That's a pipe dream. That's a pipe dream. If they did, you would, your head would explode, Cheeseman. You I know. Aim realistic, okay? 500 is realistic. Oh, I agree. That's why That's why I went down, because I realized, yeah. But, um, so, the horse, like I said, Rich Strike, mm-hmm. 80 to 1 odds. There was a, was it, a, it was like the, the largest field, I think, in a while, maybe ever. It was like 20 or 21 horses. It was insane. Um, a lot of horses. Here's the crazy part. Here's two crazy parts. Number one, this horse mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be in the Derby at all. He was. Why? Why? There's another horse. I think it was called Ethereal Dream. Was scratched. So, okay. and so as a result, you know, next horse up. Let's go, buddy. You're in. What if? What if it was a conspiracy theory? <laughs> I guarantee you that the commission is looking into that right now, given how he won. Does my leg, my does my neck look swollen to you? No, no, good. it looks fine. Jesus Christ. Uh, um, anyways, and here's the other thing: the jockey, the day before mm-hmm. that, so that Friday, was racing horses at Bel- Belterra Casino over here in Cincinnati. He like he did four races at the Bel- Belterra Casino. His jockey, the the jockey of the winning of of Ritz Strike. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing: was doing his there's, there's, races that ha- that in Cincinnati. Yeah. It, the signs, cheese. How do we miss the signs? It was all there. If only we had. Uh, if we were more invested in horses, we would have bet our gosh. life savings on this because it's like it's happening. That you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to think. Um, just the statement of maybe if we were more into horses has thrown me for quite the loop right now. <laughs> Uh, I that's not what I ever what I would have expected to hear uh, <laughs> at all. But I guess if we were more into horses, we'd be rich. But, but rich it's, strike? I don't know. It's There's crazy. no way I can on that. It's, you got, dude. 
you gotta find the video. It's it's only like three minutes. So, so I have seen it. the video. So mm-hmm. I have seen the video, and it's pretty fucking impressive. So uh, what what it's so it, like I said, the only thing that drove me nuts about it was that I didn't I didn't get to see it live. That's really only the only thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, but. It's been passed around on Twitter so goddamn much, and it's been talked about on all the sports shows all day. Like I heard Rich Eisen go on and on about a horse. Okay, so here's this debate time or agree time. Who knows? Okay. You remember back when ESPN did their their uh, greatest athletes of the century of the uh, pretty much of like the the, the last century, which was the yeah. 1900s. Yeah. You remember who was number one? Was it Secretariat? If I'm correct, it was Secretariat. The point is, it was not a human. Now, this is the question. Is the horse the athlete, or is the jockey the athlete? The horse. Okay. Because the horse, because the but, jockey's not running. True. But the jockey is controlling the horse. So, but let me pose this question to you. Okay, also, I don't know what you think about this. So... Is a NASCAR driver an athlete or not an athlete? He, not, not the an car athlete. does all the work, though, but the car does the work. Car does the work, but he's oh. not an athlete. So you don't think he's an athlete? So okay, so okay, okay, so he's so you're agreeing, and I guess it, it, at the very least there's some consistency with you there. I'm of uh, the, the stance that auto that all stock car, auto car, all of that, all those drivers, you're not an athlete. It's you're, not a, I don't think, a coordination. I, I, I don't know. Is it so? Do you consider it a sport or, a, or, or more so a competition? Competition. Okay. Okay. See, because I don't, it's funny. That's one of those things where I don't know how a NASCAR fan would react if I said, hey, I don't think you're what you have is a sport, but I think it's a competition. I don't know if they take that well. I'm not saying it's not, I'm not <clears> saying it's not that, I'm not trying to like, Put it down or make no, it no, no, no. I, I know what you're. No, no, I, I no. I agree with you. It's just not. I don't consider it an athletic event. No, no. You, you, and I are on the same page on this one. It's just a matter of um, the uh, what I'm. I guess what I was saying is, I don't normally indulge in this specific debate mm-hmm. because I know that there are very strong feelings about that. And again, it's 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 nothing controversial or anything, but you know how sports fans can get. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to discredit your, I don't want to discredit your, your competition, your, whatever it is that it is, that it is to you. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If it's like, if it's on, I'm not, not that it's not entertaining. Yeah. It's, not, you know? it's, it's, not, it's fun. You know, it's fun. It's just, you don't have to be as talented as other, as athletes. Now, now, I'm not going to take away from the fact that it is extremely impressive, and you oh, yeah, no, do we, have to be in good enough shape to do that. We could not do that. on it. No, absolutely not. Talent and practice. I'm just saying it's not cheese, athletic cheese. achievement. I couldn't make it halfway around a whole track Dude, once. I can't drive a stick. Neither can I. Oh, that's a shameful thing. You know what? When the apocalypse happens, that's fine. We'll just use horses. I don't know how to ride a horse either. I do. Well, oh, I was going to say, I don't think it's that hard. It's just a matter of, you know, staying on, uh, staying on and also off. dealing with a horse. Yes. But that's again, that's still not easy. Anyways, the, I back on that, that debate. So w- are you okay with the idea of secretary being the greatest athlete of the century? I will put Muhammad Ali personally. I will put secretary at top five. 
Yeah, you, so so you, I don't know what I, I don't know why it's so maybe again, maybe it's just it, it's just me being nitpicky about the level of intelligence for a creature. Uh, but I, but you're right. It is doing the work. It's impressive. I, I mean, it, it's just it's just a really hard thing. I, I for me personally, and I think for a lot of other people, it's just weird. It's it's a hard little pill to swallow to see a horse above. Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan. And, I get that, but when you know, you it's just hard. But I get it. When you when you rewatch his races and you saw mm. how much he won by, he could have fucking trotted his way across the line. He was he was gone. He was dominant. It was dominant. Gone. Dominant. And that's I think why because no horse has ever really won in such a dominant fashion. But like I think part of me that that, that I think the, what really. I don't even know if it should have been Muhammad Ali or thing. I think maybe it should have probably been someone like a Jim Thorpe, who who was just incredible at a, who was incredible at a ton of sports. Yeah, he actually, not just one. He actually is the greatest athlete ever. I I do think I do. I do you know him or or um, who was it? I forget. Oh my God, was it Jackie Robinson who was like baseball wasn't even his best sport. Same thing with same thing with. Uh, the running back for oh my god how am i for jim brown jim brown was an amazing rugby player uh, but you know he went football again bo, bo jackson's another all-time great athlete hell even dion yeah the dual sports athlete you're better than most yes i mean look at what charles woodson did in college yeah if you're you know, two-way at, at an elite level yes than, uh, oh absolutely then you're the real one percent Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, and Jim Thorpe, and Jim Thorpe, on the other hand, is just like I'm going to do a lot of other things. <laughs> I'm going to do them all really well. Jim Thorpe got fucked over by so many people. Yes, he and, did. As, as, yes, I mean, I'm still they. I mean, they fixed it, but I'm still pissed off at the IOC for taking away his medals and then like waiting until he was long dead. Well, you know him. that he. I mean, you know why? Yeah, because they said he wasn't amateur, but really, it's but 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 not just that. Because he was there a Native you go. American. Because he was a Native American. Dude Which was born in... Because he's American. It's right there in the word. He was born in 1887. That That's just... Yeah. Yeah. He died in 1953. That's a fantastic life. Two, he, so, by the way... Athlete of all time. Two seasons... He, he, he lost his Olympic titles because of two seasons that he got paid for a semi-professional baseball team. Yeah, that was one of because, the because it was only amateurism. Yeah. Amateurism. It's so, it's so bullshit. It's, it really is because this dude was just like... He was good at everything. And, and so... I'm trying to trying to look up specifically all the sports that he played in. I watched that. that he did. I watched, I watched the biopic Jim Thorpe All American. Oh so, so please inform us. It's so it's literally a whole literally it's just, it's like one of the early oldest biopics there is. I was like probably back in like the it was in black and white so. I'll, but I don't know when it really came out. It might, have been the, it might have been the 60s. I forget the actor who played him, but he did a great job. It basically chronicled the life of Jim Thorpe growing up, you, and it ended with him getting his medals taken away. And then, like, and then after like that, they do fade to black. They uh, open it up and they show the actual scenes of his children mm-hmm. 
and the IOC committee and them giving him his them giving his medals back to his actual medals back to back him. to him. That of course, way like, too late. Yeah. But so least, so he got he got him back, but he never should have lost him in the first place. He's just so he's real the, quick. He's the goat. And there, yeah, real real quick. Here's his. Here's how he started his call his athletic career uh, in college. He walked. Um, he walked past the track in street clothes, and then just beat all the high school high jumpers with uh, a five nine inch jump. Yep. You know, just for fun. You know, because he could. He could beat in football. Ball. So 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 here here are the sports: football, baseball, lacrosse, ballroom dancing. Oh, and he also won a dancing championship for that. So, uh, yeah, of course he did. You know, he, he was a running back, defensive back, place kicker, punter. Yeah, he scored all of his team's four field goals in an 18 to 15 upset of Harvard, the top ranked team in the early NCAA, you know, whatever. That's how old, that's how old he was. <laughs> like, that's how old this is. <laughs> it's just in one season, he scored 25 touchdowns, 198 points during the season, which at the time was, uh, yeah, it's nuts. Like this guy is nuts because then he, he went to the Olympics and what he, he did the, uh, what did he do? The pentathlon? I think that, I don't know. It was a lot of track and field. It might've been the pentathlon. Yeah. 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 So, so it wasn't, I'm, I'm looking it up medals. here. You got two medals, I think. So it was, so he did the long jump, the javelin throw, the 200 yard meter dash, the discus throw and a 15 heart, uh, 1500 meter dash. That's the pentathlon. Okay, okay, and it's based on the uh, the ancient Greek event. Yes, that's uh, right. Did he also do the decathlon? Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So both events seemed appropriate for Thorpe, who was so versatile that he, uh, according to his obituary, he could run. According to his obituary in the New York Times, he could run a 100-yard dash in 10 seconds flat, the 220 in 21.8 seconds, the 440 in 51.8 seconds, the 880 in 1.57, the mile in 4.35 it, you know, four minutes, 35 seconds, uh, the 120 yard high hurdles in 15 seconds, the 220 yard low hurdles in 24 seconds. He could long, long jump 23 feet, six inches and high jump six feet, five inches. He could pole vault 11 feet, put the shot, put 47 foot, uh, feet, nine inches in, uh, he, he could throw the javelin 163 feet and he could throw the disc at a discus 136 feet. So he entered the Olympics for both. Oh, wait. He, he So he easily earned a place on the pentathlon team winning three events. The decathlon was canceled. Ah, yes. That year. So he didn't get to compete in that. Okay. Or wait, or did he? I don't know. It doesn't say there exactly. Uh, but, but anyways, the point is. Oh, no, he did do those. And along with those, he competed in the high, the, the, the long and high jump. Uh, Jesus Christ, this dude, his final event was the decathlon. So how many medals did he win? So he won one gold, uh, for, although the pentathlon was primarily decided on place points, points were also earned for the marks achieved in the individual events. He won the gold medal. He, um, he qualified for the high jump final that day and he finished tied for fourth. Uh, and he placed seventh in the long jump. Uh, wait. Let's see. You can keep talking while I look. Yeah. Tell I mean, tell people why he's important. He's important because he's basically he's the original 
and the undisputed greatest of all time. But he's also important because of the fact he was a Native American born person. He wasn't American. He was Native American. And that was big because basically, I mean, no matter how you look at it, unfortunately, this is the way the world is. That makes him a person of color. And he was like the most elite person of color ever. Like he was untouchable when it came to any athletic. You give him a sport and he's just going to mm. dominate it because that's who he was. He And he could do it the, the same way Tom Brady wins all the time, the same way mm. Jim Thorpe does it. He could do it with barely trying. He could. So do he it. won the gold in both the pentathlon and the decathlon. Yeah. Okay. So think about that. that. You think that that's insane? Well, and, and then he, you know, he what he went on to do after that, right? Like the one of the big major things that he did after after all that, from nineteen from from nineteen twenty to twenty one, he was the uh, he was the first president of the American Professional Football Association. That became the nfl in 1922 just a year after he was done with that he played he played professional sports until age 41 and his his this is a crazy thing right here the end of his career his sports career coincided with the great depression this part is sad because he struggled to earn a living after that worked several jobs he suffered from alcoholism and lived his last days in failing health and poverty he was married three times and had eight children before suffering from heart failure and dying in 1953. That is nuts. The greatest of all time. That's just poverty. Granted, had he been around now, he, that wouldn't have been what happened to him. Oh God. No. Uh, uh, he, he was 65 when he died uh, in, in California. Look, uh, look suffice it to say people would kill for an eighth. Of his natural given talent. Absolutely. But, I would. I mean, dude, people would people have done have done more to get to that level, and they would still not be as good as him. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the thing. He was oh, go ahead. This is the Jim Thorpe hour, by the way, because Jim Which Thorpe, I, I like how we got here from by, horse by talking racing. about horses. Yes. Yes. Well, because it's true. Like the horse racing opens up that the, the idea that I think maybe this is what bothers me most about uh, secretary B number one. It's like, I look at everything that Jim Thorpe did and I'm like, how is this guy not better than, than the horse? No offense to the horse, you know, but it's just, he was six foot one, uh, which in 19, 19- 80, in 1887 or you know in, in in his time period that's fucking huge yeah head's a giant like that is a like, big person grow that tall yes and it sucks again like you said it sucks that he was treated the way he was because he was a native american native indian you'd be surprised they prefer being called different things depending on where it is and who it is uh they all don't but i think we all know the one word that we should never call anyone and it's a good thing that they got Commander. rid of it. finally commander Ugh. we can never call them commander so so let's just uh i, I think uh, i think we've talked enough about the derby and what an athlete is or isn't and jim thorpe which although i'm glad we did talk about jim thorpe that was a fun little conversation fun little aside there um okay. and i'm glad that you agreed with me that, okay, that he's yeah he's the grace of all time okay he's the true so time. so Lightning let's let's Cameron. let's move on to someone who's not the greatest of all time 
And Bill Nicholson. Uh, who I was going to say, he looks like he might be on his way towards the poverty line as well. Although that dude, look, that guy probably seems more apparent every single day that he needed that Saudi money way more than than we uh, knew. Some people than we knew. Yeah, because did you see how much he was losing? I know, I know, I know. Because I, I, it's funny because I know the forty million part. I knew the insider trading. I don't know any other details other than the fact that there are two books. Uh, there's the one that that where he was on the record with that guy being written by the guy who he talked to about the Saudi Arabia stuff, uh, which, as you can tell, he's been in hiding since then. So that didn't go well. And then there's a second book that's coming out now. Cheese, how much money it, it, was it exactly for? Was it forty million a year? No, it was. He uh, insider trading scheme found his gambling losses totaled more than forty million from twenty ten to twenty fourteen. Woo! Forty million dollars from twenty ten to twenty fourteen. So that's ten million. So wait, from twenty. So think about that. No, but think about that. That's ten million dollars a year just for gambling. The fuck are you betting on where you're losing that much? Well, it's high stakes shit. It's high stakes stuff. And be it's like, I mean, how much did he does he how much does he make in a year compared to how much he's losing? You know, I sure as fuck hope he's still in the green or in because so so think about it. So let's put it this way: he's made an estimated eight hundred million dollars in his career in, in sponsorship earnings. Okay, so. I guess, I mean, these massive gambling losses must not affect him if he can do that. Now, see, here's the thing. Here, So here's, oh boy, according to Shipma, government auditors documented gambling losses over a four-year period that reached into, listen to this, the middle eight digits, okay? So wait, wait, we're not, I'm reading, this is like an excerpt from the actual auditor's document. The massive scale of Mickelson's gambling losses has never before been made public, but as noted in the book uh, during the Billy Waters insider trading investigation, government, or it's not from directly from those documents, but these are the details from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so government auditors conducted a forensic examination of Phil's finances. Please describe what a forensic examination is, Mr. You know. Basically, it's what it's basically they are searching for any and all criminal activity that is done through um through all financial means, basically. So they're okay. going through the books, they're going through they're going through every single transaction mm-hmm. and every single time money came in and money went out in his okay. life. Or at least not maybe not in his life, but well, you know, but but for a certain period of time that they're looking for a certain at period of time, like like for like the entire 2010s like that, they're gonna pull. They're gonna pull your receipt. They Years of, of receipts. They literally had the receipts, and they're checking the receipts. Yeah, anytime that you swipe that card, they got it. Any any bank transactions, anything like that. Okay, great. It. So according according to a source with direct access to the documents, Mickelson had gambling losses totaling more than forty million in the four year period. 2010 to 2014 that was scrutinized in those prime earning years his income was estimated to be just north of 40 million a year so i mean 
again, he's he's losing 40, but he is making 40 million a year. That's an obscene amount of money. But once he was paid uh, his ta- once he paid his taxes, including the California tariffs, he publicly publicly rallied against. He was left with low twenties. Think about that. So I when you bring it down after all that, well, no, but his low twenties, you know, he's spending. If, if you're looking at low twenties and he's doing about ten million dollars again, that's almost half of his earnings yeah. that he's cut that he's bringing home that aren't taxed. Uh, then he has to cover plane mansions his agent his caddy his pilots his chef his personal trainer swing coaches uh he throw in the other expenses of his life like it says here uh like an actual t-rex skull for a birthday present uh and you're looking at like probably 10 million dollars so per the government audit that's roughly how much mickelson averaged in annual gambling losses you play it's golf qu- for a living why it's do you quite need half the so people? So it's quite possible he. This is again. This is this is from a quote from Alan Shipman. Okay, uh, it's quite possible he was barely breaking even, or maybe even in the red. And Mickelson's income dropped considerably during his winless years from 2014 to 2017. So think about that. All of the, that's like. There's I mean, problems, man. So at one time, this is another thing. This is a crazy thing. Uh, I'm, uh, now I'm just reading this this article verbatim, just this part right <laughs> here, okay? Because it's just it's really interesting. This is on uh, Defector. It's about golf. It's by Chris Thompson. Uh, May 6, twenty twenty two is when they put when this came out. So a few days ago, uh, and this is the paragraph after all that that quote that was there. Um, if that seems like an impossibly gargantuan sum of money to lose on gambling, consider that Nicholson's business manager once confirmed in a once con- confirmed in a sworn statement that in 2012 Nicholson made a 1.95 million dollar payment to Billy Walters, a noted professional gambler who famously blamed Nicholson for his insider trading conviction and five-year prison sentence to cover a gambling debt, and that Phil had owed and paid off similar debts to Mr. Walters in the past. Okay. In 2016, a man named Gregory uh, Silviera was sentenced to a year in prison for acting as a middleman and wiring $2.7 million from a gambling client who ESPN identified as Mickelson to an illegal gambling operation, reportedly to cover a gambling debt. Yeah. So, so Alan Shipner, don't forget, he's the guy who was right, who wrote the book, who, who, who interviewed him and, and was about the, uh, the Saudi stuff. Yeah. But isn't it so, I mean, so, so think about this. This is what, so this is the Telegraph who's reporting this part. The Telegraph reported in April that the PGA Tour believes Mickelson has received at least $24 million in upfront payments to participate in eight, uh, in eight events for the new LIV Golf Invitational Series, each of which offers $20 million in, in prize money. So blood money. It's called it is. It's blood it, no, it is. I mean, the dude even talked about it, but the, the, the point and everybody's going to get paid regardless of win or lose. But the point is, is that that they that right now that money could be very needed. I mean, not again, again, this is all just assuming that there's that book. But if I'm correct, um, vamp for me for a second. That Dude, means, this, you know, how do you do? I can't. I'm talking about the fact he's paying like a sleep coach. You play golf for a living. 
How do you not bore, bore yourself? So, so like swing coach, I can understand. But like, there's other things that I'm like, well, do you need mansions with an S? I don't, I've never understood the need to have multiple houses. I never did either. I never understand to have multiple cars either. One car. Well, okay. Only- okay. I can understand multiple cars. If you're like, if you have a situation where like, oh, maybe you have a two door Jeep that you take off road, you know, the weekends or something, whatever. And then you have your four, four door daily driver or whatever. Again, now I'm just coming up with this weird scenario of my dream situation, but um, pay off my with this car, whole, I don't need another one for ten years. That's all I. Know. That's another. But that's another. That's well, uh, hey, hey, that's how I'm living with this car right now. But if I'm correct, is isn't there? I, I think I heard that there is a, a some at least I think Dan Patrick had mentioned mentioned that one of his one of the people that he knows mentioned that there could be a second book coming out by someone else. I think the so, second book is the one that's unauthorized that talks about the forty million. So, so, no, so the 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 unauthorized one is is the Alan Shipmuck book. That's oh, stupid. So stupidly knowing that that Alan Shipmuck was right. By the way, and this is what happened, and this is what was the incredulous part of the whole Phil talking about the Saudi stuff is that he knew that this guy was writing this unauthorized book with him, and he still talked with him. I guess he thought well, unauthorized uh, meant off the record. Well, he. Sh- I mean, that's really stupid. If, if that's what you think after you've been a pro athlete for how long and you've been interviewed how many times for how long? Come on, man. Are, are you are you really that dumb? Are you really that dumb? I mean, but then again, we're spending a lot of time talking about horses and golfers. This is a weird, weird conversation to be having. I mean, these are um, the top two stories that came out. Were they because there's other things that we could be talking about? There's literally NBA playoffs. Granted, Daryl's not here, which is yeah, unfortunate. NBA playoffs, but there's. Are you just mad? No well, that your Celtics lost by two in the most ridiculous. Well, okay, not not most ridiculous. There was no it foul. Jumping in a shooting motion. There was no foul. If you look at it in slow motion, there's no foul. I know because I've watched it a bajillion times. It wasn't a foul, but if they called it. I might have not been mad either. They let them play. That's fine. Plus, I li- I wanted Giannis to win. So, what can I say? What can I say? Look, I'm just glad. Okay, maybe I'm not glad. Uh, I, I guess I am that the series now in the West are evened up. Well, other than the, the Warriors. Game four of what? The Suns? The Celtics series. Well, I'm not talking about that. I said the West. They're the oh, East. I said the East. No, no, no. The West. The West. I, I'm just. I know that the the Memphis and the Warriors one isn't uh, even yet because it's it's uh, what do you call it? It's happening tonight uh, at nine. But it's the uh, the, the the Heat, the 76ers are two two, and the Sun. Or, well, who oh, McKin? That is the East. Ha. <laughs> Look, I just like that there's some competitive series going on and that we're not looking at blowouts. The fact that the Mavericks have, have tied it up, you're looking at a 2-2 series, and that the 76... By the way, Joel Embiid coming back is the was just... That dude is valuable. That's the other thing that, that got leaked today. Yeah, he should have been MVP over... Well, then, well, 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 I don't know about that. This is hard because it's a regular season award. And if you're going by regular season stats and all that, I mean... LeBron James. Yoke, no, Yoke. I mean, Jokic's butt. His numbers were better than last year when he was MVP. I should be LeBron James. I should always be LeBron James. MVP for Lion. life. 
when you're leading your team to a barely 30 point thing. And look, I know my Spurs barely got in, but my Spurs got in and uh, the Lakers didn't. So, you know, it is what it is. But seriously, um, also, I think that what was hap- what's been happening or what did happen with the Sons of the Mavericks uh, and the Chris Paul fouls were ridiculous. And then the they fouled him out. In the, in, they found him out that soon in the game, and then everyone's you know going on and on about the Mavericks winning. And look, I get it, but come on, man, you can't tell me that 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 Chris Paul not being on the court decided that, that game. game. No, that changed it. And then also, why are you trying to hug Chris Paul's family, guy? Now that's the other thing that was really, really fucking weird and gross. God, there's another weird thing that we got to talk about too, real qu- uh, in a sec that involves baseball and staring way too intensely at someone. Yeah, stop fondling my hand, sir. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Let's talk about trying to hug. Hug. So, so explain to me everything exactly. What? Explain to the listeners what happened with Chris Paul's family. So, a fan, a Mavericks fan, was ejected last night, and Chris Paul was yelling at this guy more like this kid rather mm-hmm. about you know he's just yelling at him and as the kid was leaving he didn't really look like he he was like really understanding like why like he didn't do anything wrong or something but apparently so he was like I guess trying to talk with Chris Paul's family at one point he was trying to like hug they, they said he said verbally and physically like contacting or like con- not assaulting but contacting them. And so I well, said, I mean, like, are you trying to like fucking punch them? It's like, no, apparently he's trying to give them hugs. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, why? I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like- look, as far as I'm concerned, uh, well, okay, maybe that's, it's too far, but I'm like, if you're in someone's personal space, uh, you maybe you're not assaulting them, but you are, you're, you're violating their personal fucking space. You're making them very uncomfortable. You're making them uncomfortable. Also, they don't want to be hugged. Maybe you don't hug them. Now, without now, permission, fair, at the very least. Jeez. Now, to be fair, we don't know what the what the mental state of what I I know that. That's what I thought too. But when when from it, the looks of it, well, and I can't even say that because everyone looks normal. You never know. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so we don't know for sure, but. I don't know. I feel like, though, given the way Chris Paul was fucking yelling at that guy, I feel like, okay, maybe this guy is all there. He's just an idiot. So I'm trying to find... Um, so I, I'm looking up the most updated um, interview or, or interview story with, you know, what's what's happened. So we're looking at two fans. This is from the Washington Post. Two fans were ejected from Sunday's Phoenix game. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. I'm, I'm just trying to. So Paul's mother, Robin, and his wife, Jada, were watching the game in seats behind the Suns bench when the incident occurred. ESPN reported that Jada was pushed and that someone put hands on Robin. Video shows Paul speaking with a police officer and security guards near the Suns bench during the fourth quarter timeout. Uh, he, he appeared to say uh, a fan put his hands on my mom. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, on Monday the team announced that two fans, there were two who attempted to give unwanted hugs, uh, were banned from American Airlines Center until 2023. So how you trying to hug them? So then I, I I know we were talking about mental state. 
but I don't think they would have banned two two fans, not just one, two fans who who did give them unwanted hugs until twenty. I don't think they would have banned them if if there was a mental Something situation. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. If, if it, it, it's yeah, I don't think they would have done that. So Are you trying to hug the opponent's mother. What do you do? What do you? What goes through your head? I like to hug people. I know boundaries. I know when and when not to hug people. It's it's fucking nuts. Why? Well, because it just it just doesn't make any sense. Like it, it why why do why do people feel the need to do these things to that to other to to celebrities, families, and not just athletes, just celebrities in general. Yeah. But you know, I get that they are. They're the modern day version of aristocracy of of royalty. They're the closest thing to royals that we have. Uh, but even then, like, come on, boundaries. Just you know, the family of Chris Paul are there to watch Chris Paul, and that's all. And it's just, it's not right that they can't be there safely or or comfortably. The other thing we should talk about is this Grizzlies Warriors stuff that's this back and forth because Jaw's not playing tonight. Uh, it was not dirty. I don't care what anybody says. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. That was not dirty. Duh, I'm glad you deleted the uh, the tweet because unlike that, the person, the the other situation, Dylan Brooks, and and Gary Payton, Gary, Gary, that that Gary. was dirty because you Gary. know yes because because as annoying as it is to agree with Steve Kerr on this, it's true. You don't you. You don't take someone out while they're in the air. You just don't. You, you no. it's just it's unnecessary. You just I mean, if you didn't do a good enough job defending and they, they're able to get up in there, that's on you. You just know, don't get posterized. That's and look, and I and look don't get posterized. Wait, and I get that years ago that's a hard foul or whatever, or or maybe not even a foul, but but going up into the air, it, you know, these players know that and they have known that, that you just don't do that. So that's dirty for, for, and it's, it's, it's t- again, Jaws not an old, just still immature. He's still young. Um, so for him to, to, to throw that out there, the whole uh, breaking the, the code thing, it's just, come on, dude, don't, don't do that. When one of your players legitimately ended this guy's season. So it's a good thing that again I like Jaw, love Jaw, great player, fucking everything about him, great. Just not this one thing. Just, just look. Again, I'm glad he deleted the tweet, but you just don't, you don't, you don't need. There's no. It was just not necessary. Also, that's all. Also, Draymond Green. I gotta tell you something. I'm starting to. I, I've always, I'm tired of that I've guy. Him, I've liked him personally. I've never liked his style of play. But did you see his? I get his role on his show about Mad Dog Rosello. Oh, did what did he say about him? Because so what did he say? Because okay, so so I know the JJ Redick thing where JJ Redick last week pretty much, you know, told him, "Hey, you're talking about players the way Fox News talks about players." Because he did. Because he basically, I didn't. Hear he did. Him. He dropped off. Just shut up and play, man. America's sick of sick of hearing Draymond Green. I'm like, yep. I'm actually kind of not well. No, I'm not sick of hearing Draymond. Look, look, even even if I am, I'm never gonna say just stick to sports because here's the thing that people who say just speak just talk about sports that they don't fucking get. Okay, you know. then 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 you don't talk about anything that you don't know. 
And if yeah. you do, then fucking hypocrite. So, and really plus, last I checked, last I checked, I mean, so you're telling this person to censor themselves for your pleasure, for for your auditory pleasure? That's not how it works. You want it's the same thing with like people who want who complain about freedom of speech. Can't have it both ways. It, it, you can't have it both ways. It's the same way that I understand that look, freedom of speech means people can say some pretty awful shit. But just and they and you know what? That's fine. They should although, be able to. But apparently but, as I as I've as apparently as I've learned, threats do not count for some reason, which well, well, no, 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 not for some reason. The whole catch twenty two. Come on, people. Let me make my now, thoughts. now. But, but as I was saying, you can say awful things, but there or, or whatever you want, and there are going to be consequences. There's going to be reaction. But the point is, you're still allowed to say them. Like if somebody, for example, wants to drop n bombs, it's fine. Do all that. Do it as much as you want. But when someone whoops you, you brought it upon yourself. Yeah. You, you can call me all the Mexican slurs you want, but when I beat your ass, you call it upon yourself. Okay, so I'm going to do it right now, Mr. Good-looking guy. How's that for thank a you. slur? I'm going to come punch you through the screen. That's a yeah. good That's a good-looking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, good-looking white skin you got there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm still... Yeah. Uh, still Farmer's tanned. Y'all don't, if people people who aren't listening who, who who aren't who can't see they don't have an option to watch they'll realize just how like there is no it is like uh imagine going from the color red to the color or the, like a dark pink to like a dark white without any of the colors that are supposed to be you in between that transition weird, one of those weird strawberry lemon bars where it's like half of it's strawberry yes. and half of it's lemon that's yes that's you like. you have a strawberry lemon bar as an arm uh but, but weekend wasn't out long enough but back to the draymond stuff you're right so what did he says so what exactly did he say about uh about about Rosello? yes ba- uh, basically basically he said what you said you know uh you know man uh, he, he, he basically said dude i could come in and do your job tomorrow i could retire i'm fine he said, he said, you know, ES, before Turner offered him a contract, ESPN offered him one and he turned him down and he talked about how much he loves JJ Reddick. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm loving JJ Reddick as an analyst too. Cause he, cause he's the player guy that just speaks his mind and gets it. He's kind yeah. of the way I wish Richard Jefferson would be more. He's like Kendrick Perkins too, in that way. Um, but he's like, he basically just shut him down. He basically just, Shut the shut his shit down. Just said, dude, I'm going to say whatever I want to say because but the I best, but I know what I'm talking about. Unlike you, I do want to bring up the point that, um, and I mentioned it earlier that uh, JJ Reddick is really fucking refreshing to have so on good. a show like it's uh, he's been doing some of the co- uh, he's been calling these some of these playoff games and he's just. It's great. It's Thank really great, especially hearing him talk game. about the set. So he did the 76ers game uh, and it was just great hearing him talk about what it was like to play with Joel Embiid and to play with these guys on the court. I, I really like, I, I would like for them and I know they do, uh, but it would be great to get more younger guys in the booth like that, just to, that were, that are uh, fresh off retirement yeah. or, or even if they're not in retirement, if they're, maybe they haven't been signed or maybe they're somebody who who you can who has some again you don't you can get 
pick guys who aren't in the playoffs. Maybe bring them in for in-studio things. I'd like to see more current players you involved. Could what, you could do what Turner did with Draymond when he was out for that extended injury. Like that. I had him on NBA yes. and that worked amazing. And he's got a seat at the table waiting for him when he retires. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, so any, but JJ Redick, it was great to hear him just be immediately shut it down. He's been like, nope, 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 nope. We are not doing this, sir. Yeah. I mean, like you said, that's the same sort of connotations, the shut up and dribble crowd uh, Fox News has toward, toward athletes, specifically with Draymond. The idea that America has tired him of him, I don't appreciate the undertone. And he's right. He's right. I mean, think about it. Yeah. So, and, and here's the thing, he, you know, Russo just totally wilted. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't fight back. He just let it go. And, you know, that's it. Good on him realizing he fucked up and he was in a losing situation. And instead of digging deeper, he's just kind of like, fuck. I mean, I- I mean, it's, I thought he didn't like try to like dig in his heels and try and defend himself or try and basically make it worse. He basically just said like, it was literally just in his mind. I could just see him with that Baker Mayfield gif of him just sitting there. And then Baker just goes, fuck. Yeah. I mean, now it's, it's just, it's, it's funny um, because here's the thing. The dude, God, he said the, re- did, you heard about what Russo said in his defense, right? No. So he says, you know, the reason he did not go after Reddick uh, is because um, he's new to first take. So, 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 so wait, so wait, uh, first of all, that's the, that's the biggest pile of garbage bar none. So, because he is now, so, and you're right, he has no shame. So that's different. And I don't even know if this guy is shame, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. 30 years, 30 plus years of doing this, and now he's all of a sudden uncomfortable. Like all of like now he's he's uncomfortable with defending himself, you know. Like he said, the next time I'm going to go after JJ with a smile on my face. Okay. And JJ will wipe wipe that smile so far off. Like, but but the point is he's not wrong. The JJ Redick in that why aren't at why is it so wrong that an athlete has an opinion when an athlete has the power to and, and the platform to influence change for the positive? Uh, the the biggest with their principles. Here's the thing about uh, I'll say this like about about Michael Jordan for example, great player, great 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 player, all time great. We can call him the greatest of all time if we want. Piece of shit human being. I have no problem with saying that, and part of that. Part of that is also the simple fact that this dude, the most influential person on the planet in the 90s, I will, uh, the most influential person on the yeah. planet, to never ever take some kind of stand for the betterment of anything society in terms of society because because he wanted everyone to buy his shoes. That, that, that to me is, is such a, it, it's wrong. So I, of course, I firmly agree with J.J. Reddick. I, I can't help but firmly agree with him, you know? It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ESPN bringing in Russo is such a mm, thing because there's so many talented 
people out there talking heads who are who who are genuinely entertaining to watch and aren't outdated and 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 have interesting other viewpoints than the same tired narratives that we've been being pushed by some of these talking heads for these hairdos or well in this case not even a hairdo just a talking head a, a big fucking mouth uh we've that we've heard for 50 years at this point you know Speaking of Keyshawn johnson what about him oh i just don't like him i don't think he's good oh okay well i mean that that was that was odd that came out of nowhere what did he do to you how did he hurt you no nothing i just don't think he's good at i just don't he didn't think he's i don't get why he's on tv so much i don't think he's that good is he on espn still Jeez, I didn't even realize that. I, I, I haven't watched any of their in-studio stuff in years, or it feels like, uh, for football, you know, other than the Manning stuff, but that's not even, like, traditional in-studio stuff. Um, but anyways, I do we have – oh, yes, there's another thing that we have to talk about, uncomfortable looking, staring. What happened in baseball a few, uh, a few nights ago, or last week, I guess, at this point? So um, the Diamondbacks and Marlins were having a day game. Um, Madison Bumgarner was pitching. It's the first inning. Um, I don't know. He says something to someone as he's walking up the mound. And then um, the uh, first base umpire, as is the rule now, um, continually checking pitchers for foreign substances. So makes sense. So he holds out his hand to check it. And he's holding out his hand. And he's basically massaging his hand the whole time. And not once does he look down at, at Madison's hand to check anything. He just spends a solid five seconds rubbing his hand, staring at his face. And then Madison Bumgarner looks up and then looks at him again. Basically says, the fuck are you doing? Like that, because he's not checking for substances. He's just staring at him. And as Madison Bumgarner pulls his hand back and walks away, he gets tossed. Isn't it? It, it, but it's so okay. So here's the thing. I don't know. You so heard about se- it, you, so but you heard, but you heard him talking about it after Madison Bumgarner, right? Yeah. Where he was kind of like, he's like, I didn't really look. Uh, it's like I didn't really. I, he's like he was looking at his hand, like that Madison Bumgarner the whole time is staring down at and watching his hand be inspected. He's not even looking at the guy, right? Right. Well, this that's the crazy that to me is the craziest part is like that there is not eye contact being made, it's just one man uncomfortably staring at another man who's not looking at him. And when they do make eye contact, it's really weird. Yeah, it's a it's a this is something that this it, it's funny. This is well, but here's Ooh, the thing that I don't like about that one Ooh. of the things, yes, that, that rub that head, yeah, Ew. touch that hand, Ooh, those knuckles. Hand. Oh, crack. Oh, the, the, those hairy knuckles. Now, listen, <laughs> this is the thing that I don't like about umpires in baseball. The ones who all of the, who, who think that they are the shit. Like, oh, they're here to see me play. Yeah. Or to hear, he's here to see me up. No, they're, no, we're not. No, we're not. If they decided to replace you with a robot, I'd adjust to that a few after a few years. I don't like it because I think human error is part of the game. But if, they, but to be fair, if they switch to a fucking machine, a pitch, you know, a pitch count, all that stuff. Uh, what do you call it? A, a strike zone, uh, you yeah. know, designated, just fine. I'd be fine. I would not miss umpires because of bullshit like this. But, I but do- oh, go ahead. I do like that. There is bullshit like this happening. I do too. So I'm all for keeping umpires forever because I like the weird shit. I like weird shit. 
what can you say right uh god speaks i don't i have no idea what's going on in baseball right now um oh and then um a couple of days ago oh, during boy. the white Sox red Sox game uh-huh uh umpire got con- uh, pretty much got concussed <laughs> so like Ow. foul tip square in the mask and it oh, hit buddy. it hard enough to like basically slam the entire mask hard in his face and he went down he was down for two good minutes now that's fucking wild did they they took him out right like they they, they took him out they like, brought in a place okay. they made it a three umpire game okay um but yeah, Jeez. I just uh... so update for those who are listening tomorrow, they'll already know. But uh, as we speak, the Milwaukee Bucks are up seventy-eight to sixty-eight uh, in the uh, two minutes, uh, two minutes sixty-seven. Uh, no, two minutes and four seconds left in the third. Hey, look, you know that if Giannis wins two, cheese, cheese, we're all gonna have to celebrate. Because Giannis is pure. He is a pure soul. Did you not hear him talking about just talking after the game where he's like, uh, he's talking about the fines? How much, does it, how much does it, how much do they find you for talking about the rest? 20,000? Nah, I got to pay for diapers. Yeah, he's so god dang charming. My, my mom read me this tweet that said about him that said, he's the one, he's the only player that'll overpower you with this pure physical dominance. Oh, by the way, and then tell you a dad joke. Steve Kerr tested positive for COVID-19. I did see that. I forgot about that. So Mike Brown is going to assistant coach. And Mike Brown, I think. Just accepted the head coaching job for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. He he just accepted, which means I thought that he would be in the running for the Lakers job. Uh, But I I guess that's not happening. Granted, because the Lakers are probably going to pick up fucking Doc Rivers if he loses this series. Probably. uh, Probably because LeBron's like, I already had him once. Yeah. Yeah, but he's still a good coach, though. I think that's a good. The Kings just have no one. The Kings don't have talent. They finally get a good head coach. They don't have talent. So yeah, yeah, and that that's that's annoying. Also, real quick, uh, the other thing we had to talk about uh, before we go uh, is the NIL. Um, so about the high school. Well, NIL, you know what NIL is. I'm talking that. So right now, the fact that it's the um, it's the wild, wild west with college athletes getting paid, you know, in terms of how much and how they're holding things up. And now it seems like uh, these college uh, presidents would like to get things reined in and start uh, regulating it a little more. So they're coming together for it. The, the problem is, it's like, how do you regulate it? You know, they want to essentially what they want to do is they want to add a cap. They want to put a cap somewhere in this. It's it's a mess. But here's the thing. Daryl and I talked about this. Um, I think we talked about this. We, we watched a pay-per-view over the weekend and we were unfortunately I didn't record it, but we talked about this stuff. And, you know, one of the things that we brought up is. Boing. Is that the NCAA spent years and millions upon millions fighting this fighting the inevitable right yeah now if they had just decided let's pay nil has been around forever right that's all that's been around that's a thing that has existed it's just it wasn't until the the ed o'bannon stuff and the the, the games stuff happened that lawsuit and all that where all of a sudden it's kind of everything's open now and 
their own fault for not for letting the genie out of the bottle without all that money they spent fighting it they could have just spent right they could have regulated it they'd, they'd still be making money hand over fist it's not like they're that's the thing about the ncaa it's like the the, the thing about them and paying athletes is like well it's not going to hamper you making the all the goddamn money that you're going to make i mean i don't know what do you think you're more of the college fan than i am i don't care really so why don't you care because because i'm out of college no so that's not what i mean but what 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 i think this all builds towards and eventually leads to is it's going to turn into super conferences because think about this cheese um vamp for me for a second talk a little bit about college football and the and your opinion your thoughts on the nil and and athletes i don't think it's going to because you can't pay everyone uh-huh. You know, you can't have well, here's the thing, you can. But here's the thing, as of right now, you can. Because boosters, Cheeseman, boosters. Right? Like, what's to stop a booster from just saying, here, here's all this money, go to this school. Right? Think about that. The money and committing somewhere else? That's what I do. I didn't sign no contract, you just gave me the money. So, so that's the that. So here, really quick, here's that's the kind of thing. So the SEC and Pac-12 commissioners met with Congress about that, but you know who didn't go? Big Twelve. No, 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 no. Think bigger. Big Ten. No, bigger than that. Like bigger overall. The NCAA president. The NCAA in general didn't go. I think that's very telling of where, of where the organization is at, at this moment, as in it's on its last legs. Because And what does it say about – because we all know that SEC Commissioner uh, Greg Sankey, yeah. like that dude, that that dude and the, the dude, the Pac-12 commissioner, those are the people who run college football. Yeah. At any moment, these conferences are – and they will eventually just say, why do we need you, the outdated dinosaur who does nothing for us? When we can start our own thing, what the reason I'm saying this affects um, college sports on the bigger level is because of because look at that the idea that these are the people who are going to Congress and not the NCAA. Yep. There's ideas being floated around of what what these super conferences can look like. You know, there's even a possible there, there's an idea floated around about. What if they took just the top 32 teams and made it like an NFL style of thing? But that, that, the 30, the top and, 32 always rotates. It's not so, always so, so, so it, that to me is like, so then they mentioned this. Well, that's why. You, so here's the thing we all know that the biggest schools with the most money are going to have the most say in what happens. Little schools be damned, right? So here's if they did that 32 thing, they would still more than likely have second tiers or tiers under that here's the idea that i proposed that that i heard uh i think dan patrick mentioned it so this is an idea or somebody on there mentioned it but what if they did it regulation style like relegation relegation oh my god did i say regulation relegated style where like if you're on the bottom you can be knocked out of it like Champions or the bottom, like cha- exactly. Where the last, where the bottom, where 
I think they'll be better because the bottom two teams can get knocked out so that the next two who are doing well or the two that are, you know, have moved up into that 11 and 12 spot and are thriving can move up. But Ohio State has to start in the lowest tier. 11 and 12, 11 and 12. I mean, at the, at the, what would be technically not ranked. Well, so here, that's, that's essentially what it does. It creates, I mean, you're not ranked. You go from not being not ranked to being in the league. And, you know, you have a two, maybe a three year window or every three, every three to, let's say every two to four years, that's when relegation happens. You know, it gives teams at least a few years to show that they can be good. I think it may it would make it more fun, wouldn't it? You know, as long as Ohio State starts at the bottom and stays or or even if it's not thirty two teams, even if it's a smaller amount and you have more people play, you know, uh, either way, either way, I think we're in we're college football is on a path towards a much different looking system. Remember what it was? Do you want that? Remember what the BCS? Remember the BCS and how fucking how ah, fucking stupid that was? That it was no so sense. annoying. That it was no so sense. annoying. Well, it's like I mean, do you, you remember in the seventies or the in the eighties when when there could be such things as co champions? Yeah, like which what? is which is so stupid. That's what that's one of the things that's always turned me off about college sports, specifically football, is just that there are some things where it's like. There's just this, and I get for a lot of people, this is one of the perks of it, but there's a lack of organization that drives me nuts. Jeez, man. Oh, my God. I fucking like, hate the BCS era. I'm so glad we got the playoff era now. Well, and it's funny. Now we want more. Now people want more playoff. And they should. They I'm should. sick of Ohio State. I, I agree. Ohio State. And, and here's the other thing that's going to that's gonna happen if they establish some kind of salary cap. Then all those deals that, that were going to happen are just going to go back under the table. You know, yep. uh, the the bribing, everything's still going to happen. It's just, it's, it, I'm, that's more than anything. That's the thing about college f- sports that I'm fascinated in college football moving forward. It, I don't think it's going to be long cheese before college, f- before football from, you know, separates itself entirely from the NCAA. And it, uh, honestly, if, if the NCAA were smart, they would let college football separate itself do its own thing and then them just manage all the other sports you know yeah because the way they're doing it now they have zero control they have zero fucking say mark emirate is retired mark emirate is a captain who is who has hopped on a lifeboat while the titanic is sinking yeah he's gone he made his money he did his job and now he's gone he did he did his job poorly but he did his job or didn't do his job i don't know what you say what you say with that god i'm talking about a guy who you rarely ever saw ever ever also jerry jones got in a car accident but he didn't die but he i know i tweeted that to kaufman and i felt bad and i thought is that gonna come back to you know bite me in the ass maybe it is maybe it is maybe that's karma right Ugh comics so what are we doing buddy are we uh, i think that's uh that's everything for today unless there's something else you'd like to bring up you seem pretty stoked to talk about a lot of things oh uh, just the horses just the horses so so you still think we should get good at horses i think we should try and get horses dude we should try we should go in okay but go all in on a horse 
All right, well, saddle me up. Let's go. Call it. Let's go get a horse. We'll get a horse and we'll call it. uh, No, 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 no. We'll call it dugout. No, I was gonna call it. No, I was gonna call it a horse called man. A horse, a horse with no legs. No, there you go. Instead of instead of a horse with no name, a horse with no legs. Uh, Let's do that. A horse with no humanity. (laughs) Right? No, no, no. A horse with no. I'll call Mr. Ed and get sued. Do you really think we can get sued for naming it Mr. Ed? Wilbur. Wilbur. Well, we do. We do it. Actually, how about that be the name? How about that be the name of the horse? You think we'll get sued if we name it Mr. Ed? (laughs) That's not a bad name. I've heard other stupid (laughs) names. That's a great, that's a great name. You think we, you think they'd sue us if we named it Mr. Ed? Yeah. And it's, you think think that's sue us if we named Mr. Ed on the outside. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's a good I'd love to hear that on the call. I think we're going to have to. Let's bookmark that. Future ideas. This has been the Beards and Balls podcast. You're listening to us make million dollar ideas right here and not Wilbur. capitalize on them. Wilbur, give me some peanut you're, butter, Wilbur. You're looking, you're looking at us not reading the 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 uh, karma or, or the universe's tea leaves when they tell us, hey, we should probably bet on this long shot because mm-hmm. the guy was in Cincinnati uh, with, around Cheeseman at one point. Hello, Death. Mm-hmm. Now he's just doing Mr. Ed. Uh, you can follow me at Born to Run underscore 19 on Twitter and Instagram. Where can they follow you, Cheese? Wilbur, where can they follow you? Mr. Ed, where can they follow you? At OG Cheeseman, Wilbur. Come on, Pilgrims. Where? When, where is that exactly? On Instagram, Pilgrims. I think we're done here, guys. That sounds good to me, here. Pilgrims. Yeah, okay.